Oh my god, we're back! <laughs> what could have happened? <laughs> a lot could happen in a small amount of time. Could it possibly be November? Is this thing our This is Big Green! Finally, I was great! This is Big Green for November of 2018. Welcome to be here. We're so glad to be back with you after a long hiatus. We're all rested up. We had a nice Thanksgiving dinner. And we're ready to entertain you right now. What have we got? We've got another episode of Ned Trek. Ned Trek, 38 or 39, I'm not sure which. I think it's 39, and that would be 38. No, it's 39. It's called The Square of Mar-a-Lagos. Wonderful episode. Sure, you enjoy it very much. A little bit of conversation. Oh, shut up, when you shut up. A little couple of Christmas songs for you. Here it comes. Here it comes. This is Lee Majors. You remember me from must-see TV shows like The Big Valley, The Six Million Dollar Man, The Fall Guy, and Monty Markham's 1975 Christmas Special. There's a lot of things I'd do different if I could turn back the hands of time. It was a dirty, stinking thing I did back there in the desert. I ain't making no excuses for it. I was just too plumb scared, that's all. Wait a minute. Those lines were supposed to be read by another actor. I swore I'd kill him. Anyway. We got another action-packed episode of Ned Trek coming on. So hold on to your canteens. Let's get started. Yeah! It's wild, Steve. It's wild. Space. The ultimate marketplace. These are the voyages of the Starship Free Enterprise. It's mission of undetermined length, um, until we're canceled, I guess, to seek out strange new commodities, exploitable alien workforces, to brazenly amass the largest profits that any corporation has before. Scanners are clear, sir. Nothing ahead but the open space. <laughs> That's where you're wrong, Mr. Frogs. There are space galleons out there all laden with chests of neutron gold and space crystals. Their trade routes crisscross every part of the known universe. As part of our Star Service's policing function, we need to board those ships and find out once and for all whose face is on the $100 million doubloon. My guess is that it's Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> The Copa, Copa Copanda. At any rate, there should be a few bucks in it for you enlisted men. And when I say bucks, I mean lashings. What are you talking about, Willard? 
I've been out here for two years. I can't even scrape enough money together to buy one pack of alfalfa cubes. For crying out loud, I've been eating a fiber optic cable from underneath my science console. Good thing nobody believes in science around here. Oh, now, Ned. You're a lieutenant commander in the Confederation Imperial Space Force. Your little pay envelope should be chock full of prime eaten hay. That's my mattress, dumbass. <laughs> I told you, that wallet is stuffed so fat you can sleep on it. Just like one of the spares I keep in the spare room of my spare mansion on Sparatilius 12. Uh, Captain, there's no such planet as Sparatilius 12. That's just something Doc dreamed up when he was trying to make a mint julep out of rubbing alcohol. I'd say he went insane, but... I say, no man has a right to call my libational recipes into question, particularly with regard to the true southern classics like the mint julep or a peach whiskey demitasse. Shut up, Coburn. I don't want to hear another word out of you until we get to the other end of this interstellar void. Sounds good, Ned. But then what? Then I'll tell him to shut up again. <laughs> That's what you get for being unfair. What? What the hell is he talking about now? Ack, he's reading quotes from that Nelson Eddy movie again. It's like he can't get it out of his key on. Well, for one thing, we could stop speaking Gaelic and just say head when we mean head. And in case anyone's interested, there's some kind of celestial body ahead, Captain. You mean it's headless? It doesn't have a key on. <laughs> what do the sensors show, Ned? I'm looking. What the hell? Some joker dropped a giant purple bocce ball right in our way. A bocce ball? You mean a planet? Is it purple or royal blue? Sounds like something straight from the color wheel of aristocrats. It's purple, you dumbo! And there's no sign of space gold, neutron diamonds, cosmonium, or any other celestial riches down there, so you can keep your greed horn down. All I detect are poisonous gases. If I didn't know better, I'd think the scanning beam was bouncing back and reading your ass, Pearl. Damn it! How is a neocon supposed to make a living on this ship? We never find any juicy planets ready to pluck and broil. And nobody has the stomach for invasions anymore. Even our rec room is packed with paleocons and retro-constitutionalists. Oh, You still have Henry? He's down there. He's got an iron stomach. He just loves opening up the kennel door and releasing the dogs of war and the cats of war crimes, too. He's also fine with the Constitution being used as shit paper. Speaking of which, I've got to go to the little android's room and dump some bad batteries. See you in a few episodes. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. I'm sure Dr. Kissinger will wholeheartedly support my invasion scheme. We can just tell him it was Nixon's idea. Shut up, Pearl! Willard, if we stay on course, we'll sail right through one of the planet's gas rings. And then this heap will smell more like a garbage scowl than it usually does. Right on, Ned. <laughs> Mr. Petrie, prepare to light a match. Oh, Jesus. Sulu. Yes, Ned. 
I'm already altering the course. Oh, the director is telling me that he stopped the camera, that I should walk off the set. I guess I'm supposed to disappear. But wait, this is an audio podcast. We can't use camera tricks. We'll just have to make that woo-woo sound instead. Now, Mr. Pearl, you don't make a woo-woo sound when you disappear. It's more of a ping kind of sound, like a little bell echoing through the red caves of St. Tysel's. Oh, stop pretending you're really from Wales, Welsh. It's your stupid made-up name. You're Canadian. All of your analogies should involve Moose and the Royal Mounted Police. Uh, if you guys are finished, I'm going to take a break until they tell me I'm not disappeared anymore. Well, come on, Willard. The camera's rolling again. You're supposed to react. Right now, Ned. <laughs> Golly, these shoes are tight. Mr. Patane, fire the head chief cobbler. Don't forget to impound his tools. Cobbling with your bare hands builds character. <laughs> you know, I bet he's built more than a few characters in his day. How about that Pinocchio nose? <laughs> Head of wood. Willard, you idiot. Sulu just disappeared. You're supposed to jump up and see what happened to him. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> uh, where's Mr. Sulu? He's not in his assigned seat. I'm guessing he's in one of Bain Galactic's plastic spoon factories making a solid two cents an hour. We're thinking about expanding into the lucrative space spork market next. You know, a spork is half a spoon and half a fork. Which reminds me, Mr. Spork, bring me seven crayons and a lighter. We're going to be weatherproofing the workers' sleeping quarters tonight. Ah, say, if we need more laborers, it would behoove us to crimp some more of those Chinese devils. Regardless of their unsavory skin hue and strange and godly features, they can still follow orders and bring us the salty dishes we require aboard this vessel to the stars. Uh, I can still hear you, you know. I haven't quite left the set yet. Jesus! The script says you're supposed to disappear, Willard. Just wait until the camera stops, then walk off stage with Sulu. Ooh, you're going to need that disappearing sound again. Can I do it? No. I could have done it better. Oh, wait. The camera's on again? <clears throat> He's gone. No shit, Pearl. Hand me that dumbass Hasbro spork helmet with the flashing light. Um, okay. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Red alert. Full reverse power. Captain's Log Supplemental With the emphasis on mental First Officer Nedward Palimonius Withers reporting I'm sitting in for the latter day bucket-headed captain Who disappeared from the bridge four hours ago Along with Mr. Sulu The director, a.k.a. the guy in the chicken suit Stopped the camera for about a minute, and then when he started it up again, they were friggin' gone. Now we're orbiting a pathetic bocce ball of a planet 
and pretending to look for their sorry asses. Any questions? I didn't think so. There's no sign of them anywhere on the ship, Ned. I searched the mess hall, had lunch, and checked every bite of it thoroughly. No luck there either, I'm very sorry to say. Aki's right, Mr. Ned. The captain and Mr. Sulu simply vanished. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed it. You didn't see it with your own eyes, you idiot. And Pearl, you still have half a peanut butter and pastrami sandwich bulging out of your tricorder bag. Uh, I was, um, saving it for later. Ned, the captain and Sulu just have to be down on that planet. Our senses are showing no intelligent life, sir. Well, that eliminates Sulu. Willard might still be down there. What's the atmosphere like, Mr. German dude, who nobody has ever seen on the ship set until this episode? No doubt he's appearing here courtesy of this show's bizarre-ass leave-no-Aryan-behind-diversity policy. Yeah, mine captain, this planet is not the kind of place where you wish to have a picnic. They could be holding their breaths. Shut up, Pearl. I say, maybe we should beam down to the planet and have a look around. I suspect our eyes will be blessed with a vision of a venerable antebellum manor house oozing with comfort and fineries and surrounded by rich uh, fields and the sound of spirituals as teams of ebony slaves toil virtuously in the service of the betters. Mr. Ned! The nearest expression of settled order in a world ruled by a righteous and vengeful god. Knock it off, Coburn. This isn't a Stephen Foster song. Jesus, what is it, Mr. French? Look at the viewing screen, sir. It looks like the old-style Twitter feed. What the hell? It must be coming from that planet. And we're in luck. It's in English. Let's see. Uh, here's what it says. Um, search for Captain and Sulu total witch hunt. Crooked crew only doing it because they lost the last election. Sad. I say, that doesn't sound like the captain. But it might be that comical Asian manservant he's got. They sure have an inscrutable manner of saying things. Probably some kind of god that's code. It's devil talk. Tweet this back to them, Patain. Put your stupid phone down, Willard, and get the hell back up here before I send Coburn down to find you. But Ned, there's no breathable air down there, and our prop budget doesn't cover spacesuits. Not even those cheap aluminum foil lost in space getups. It's not fair. They always have a bigger budget than us. Even their directors wear more expensive chicken suits than ours. Just do it, Patain. I said. They've tweeted back, Monsieur Ned. I can see that. It's on the freaking fake video panel above your stupid French head. What's it say, Ned? I can't see it because, well... This is an audio podcast. Jesus Christ. It says, fake news. Can't trust anything from Lion Ned. What does it mean, Ned? Were you lying this whole time? Shut up, Pearl. 
If either the captain or Mr. Sulu is transmitting those messages, then their rationality is in question. Which would mean that at least Willard is fine. We're obviously going to have to go down there. Damn it! Probably another plastic cave to look forward to. Ah, uh, capital suggestion, Mr. Ned. I can hardly wait to sit on a porch of that sunbathed mansion and sip a cool glass of lemonade, freshly squeezed by the best houseboy. If it's not good, I'll spit it out, and the boy will receive a whipping just as sure as I live and breathe. But, Ned, um, Doc has a point in a roundabout sort of way. How will you breathe down there? You mean, how will we breathe, Pearl? Because you're going down too. Me? Well, why me? I don't even like lemonade or whipping servants. I usually get another servant to do the whipping work. That's okay. You won't be able to drink lemonade through those little air mask things that our prop department calls life support. Pearl, Coburn, Putain, Van Dork, down to the transporter room right now. But Ned, that's the whole bridge crew. Who'll drive the ship? Jesus. Just put a space brick on the matter-antimatter gas pedal and crank the steering wheel to the right. It'll just circle the planet till we get back. Now on the double. Captain Dumbass's log, supplemental to the supplemental. We just beamed down to the planet's surface, and the place looks like friggin' London, socked in with fog. I can't see anything, but I'm sure it's a dump. It's so gassy down here, Ned. How are we gonna find the captain in this? Just pretend like you're in your cabin, Pearl, and you're looking for your own ass. And for your information, I'm not looking for the stupid captain, just Sulu. As far as I'm concerned, Willer can stay lost in space for the duration of the series. I think they get canceled a year before we get the X. Atmosphere is poisonous, eh? Yeah, and there appears to be gravity, mein Capitan. No shit, Adolf. Any other revelations to share with the group? Why the hell did we bring so many damn extras with us? And why are they all cheap stereotypes? Stereotypes? I don't know from stereotypes. I just got surround sound in my cabin. It's a bit like quadraphonic sound, except with not as many speakers. Hey, does anyone want to hear my Moody Blues album? It was the only one I could find that works. Oh Jesus, Bagoto's here too. This is swell. How long do we have to walk in this fog pertain? Two, maybe three more steps, sir. Then it will end abruptly, and we can take these masks off. We can? Thank God. I'm allergic to... <coughs> Latex! <coughs> Not yet, you dumbass. That was only two steps. Two? 
three. Ah, studio air, much better. Holy Toledo, will you look at that? Sacre bleu. Acto libre, what is das? Santa Maria. What the hell is this, model UN? Since when do you speak anything but neocon English, Pearl? No, Ned, it's a building over there. It's as big as the Santa Maria. I say, it looks like the very image of Margaret Mitchell's terror. The stately mansion at the very center of that inspiring parable of the gallant South. The winds of war. Let us get a servant to lay a sturdy wrap upon the door and see if Colonel Beauregard is at leisure on this day. Gone with the wind, idiot. You don't even know your own cracker mythology. For Christ's sake. This place looks like a king-sized playhouse for some spoiled trust fund man-child. And somebody mocked it with a T. Maybe Mr. T lives here, do you think? Ned, do you think the captain and Sulu are in there? Well, the director is making a vague hand movement in that general direction. So let's find out. Pull my mane and tail and drive a spur into my flank. It's a friggin' casino. Roulette tables. Rows of one-armed bandits. Blackjack. Let's go play. Oh, no, Pearl. No, you don't. I know what a compulsive gambler you are this week. I read the script. Van Dork, keep an eye on him. We don't want him gambling away the spaceship again. Yeah, mine, Capitan. Oh, Ned! Mr. Ned, isn't that the captain and Mr. Sulu over there? At that gambling station? That's a Baccarat table. I love Baccarat. Is Bert Baccarat playing here tonight? Him I like. Brain klotzky plan through my head. Shut up, Pearl. But I didn't say that or sing that either. That was Dr. Bigoto. Shut up, Pearl. Yeah, that's Romney's melon, all right. That is, unless there's some kind of plastic face convention in town. Why are they standing so still? Why, they're waxwork dummies, Mr. Ned, sir. Lifeless replicas, like cigar store Indians, except with much less cultural sensitivity. That's the way we like them. This world must have been spared the plague of political correctness. Uh, no, we're not dummies. I was just standing around waiting for you guys to get here so we could move on to the next scene. And Captain Romney always seems like a lifeless piece of wax. That is what he's not talking. <laughs> Hiya, Ned, you old devil you. I'd offer you a lump of sugar, but... Stop right there, Willard. This may be a cheap-ass 60s-style space show, but I'm not your pet horse tango or pumpkin toe or whatever the hell. 
What is this place and why are we here? I'm pretty sure this is one of the 14 elite country clubs I either own outright or belong to. I was waiting for my personal maitre d' to escort me to my private dining room. This may be his first day, Ned. He's a little slow. <laughs> you may get to see me fire him. Uh, Captain, for the 14th time, I'm not your personal maitre d'. I'm Lieutenant Sulu, the helmsman on the Free Enterprise, and I was transported to this planet against my will, just like you. See what I mean, Ned? He doesn't even speak English. Just a bunch of bloody blah talk. <laughs> I don't blame the club for hiring guest workers from the Orient, but they need to house them in camps and whip some language skills into them before putting them into service. Jesus! Sulu! What the hell is this place? Just what it looks like, Ned. It's a horrendously ostentatious casino on an obscure duty-free planet in the middle of a star desert. And it gets worse. Tony Orlando is about to perform. Welcome to Mar-a-Lago, gentlemen. What the heck? This guy looks familiar. Is this Tony Orlando? He looks terrible, all bloated, and with a complexion the wrong side of orange. I stay. I'm pretty sure I know him. He was a member of the Citizens Council back home in Oklahoma. I didn't recognize him without his white hood. Memory serves he and his daddy were trying to keep the Negras out of his company's government-subsidized cardboard housing units. A righteous cause! My name is Ronald Trelump. I am the squire of Mar-a-Lago's. Follow me at at realtrelump45. Great! Why did you kidnap our captain? He's obviously worthless and witless. You won't get anything for him. His son, Taint, will just take over his company. No one will know the difference. A talking horse. I bet you can run as good as you can talk. You should be at the racetrack talking about how great you are because of me and how great I am. Romney, how much did you pay for the horse? I'll owe you half of that. Putin will pay you for it. Do you know Putin? He thinks I'm smart. He's always kind to congratulate me. <laughs> you know... And pick Ned out at a Hollywood auction, along with a paddock, two shopping centers in the state of Nebraska. <laughs> if she raised that pedal a few more times, I might own two or three Nebraskas. Did she look at his teeth? You have to look at your teeth, Willard. Although I think you need special dentist glasses to do that. My dentist comes to our penthouse. He thinks I have fantastic teeth. Everybody says so. Let me get this straight. Everybody says that your dentist thinks you have fantastic teeth. You're inhaling too much smoke from your own ass. Oh, yeah? Just what do you know? You're a stupid horse face. Anyhow, you should have talked to me first, Willard. I could have gotten you some Russian horses wholesale. They all have their own teeth over there. They need them for biting the ends off of cabbages or pulling cripples through the snow. Hey, do you need any wives? They're running a special this week. I might be picking up a new one. My current one just rolled over 50,000 miles. So you need a few wives, a horse, and what else? I'll be sure to talk to you next time I'm in the market for toothy horse wives. <laughs> Thanks! I don't have to listen to this. Welsh, 
one massively pissed off Palomino to beam up. Energize! And if you're seeing double, try the control panel on your left. That usually works, frickin' drunkard. What a ridiculous animal. What's his name again? Heh! <laughs> I think it's Pumpkin Toe. No way. That was Commodore Reagan's horse. <laughs> a great leader, had he lived. Willard, your crew is a total disaster. And that guy over there looks like Tillerson. You should fire the whole bunch of them. It works like this. You look right at the camera and you say, You're fired! Hey, where the hell is the camera? Well, speed me the hell up! Huck, sorry, Ned. I cannot do it. There's a force field between me and the transporter control panel. The whole room looks like a funhouse mirror. Everything is waving. There's not a straight line in the place. Jesus, for once that orange prick is right. This crew is a total disaster. You're looking through the wrong end of the bottle, Welsh. You drunkard. Captain, what should we do, sir? There's no director and my script is missing half of its pages. Don't look at me. I didn't gamble them away or anything. You gambled the script away, Pearl. You idiot. No, I mean, no, I didn't. And besides, I only got three chips for it. <laughs> Nothing to worry about, Mr. Misters. Lieutenant Patane, steady as she goes. Patane, what have you got frogs working on your ship, Willard? My ancestors were French, yes. Vichy French. So we speak the German as well. Yeah, that is why I can understand him. And he's from Germany, Scandahuvia. I don't know. That's more like it, Willard. I was starting to think all of your crew was from shithole countries. Hey, Mr. French guy, your gay Frenchy president loves me, and so does his wife. The European press thinks she's so beautiful. I say at best she's a five and a half. She was bleeding badly from a nose job when I met them. I let them ride an Air Force One for a while, and now they want one. God, I could use a burger. God indeed, sir. <laughs> you know, we represent all faiths, from conservative Christian to the one true religion. You know the one. I'll give you a hint. It starts with a ladder. You need a hook and ladder truck to put out the towering inferno of stupid that comes out of your face, Willard. Why the hell are you being so friendly with that orange pustule. Didn't he kidnap you and Sulu from the bridge of the free enterprise? Didn't he hold you hostage in his pretentious casino? Isn't he now, as we speak, dangling a roulette wheel in front of the biggest gambling addict in our crew? What about it, huh? What about it? Uh, Ned, they just wandered off together hand in hand. I think they're heading for the golf course. Or maybe the counting house. This is a freaking casino, after all. I, for one, have relieved their god. That figures. Come on, Sulu. Let's go back to the free enterprise. Okay, loser roll call. Picoto. Present. Patane. Maui. Van Dork. Jawohl, mein Kommandant. 
jackass. Uh, Ned, do you mean Doc or Pearl? Pearl, of course. When I want Coburn to sound up, I just yell, Cracker Puss. I say, sir, present and accounted for. Shut up, Coburn. Now where the hell is Pearl? How should I know? He was here, then poof, gone, vamoosed. Nothing where he once stood. I saw him waddle over to the casino. I think he's playing one of those new cyber gaming machines. Jesus, that's great. The script says he's a compulsive gambler this week. He's probably gambling away half of the confederation that isn't nailed down. Of course, if you ask me, it isn't worth a freaking dime. That is an outrageous statement, sir. I will have you know that you are addressing an officer of the Confederate Space Force. You have no right to impugn the reputation of our blessed interstellar confederacy. You have no right to. Ah, <laughs> say, the stars are speeding by my view screen again. I think I'll just set a spell and... Hey, I never noticed that mark on Coburn's forehead before. What is that? His lucky horseshoe tattoo? He'll get one just like it, you quack. Now go and find Pearl. He's gotta be here somewhere. Here we go. I'll just drop another platinum coin into this little slot and press the button. We have a winner. Woohoo! And that winner is Mr. Trelump. You lose, loser. Oh no! Are you sure, Mr. Machine? I was winning. I should have won. That is the way your personal financial security cookie crumbles. Would you care to make another wager? Oh gosh, I'm down to my last orthopedic shoe insert. I've got nothing more to gamble with. And as it is, I'm going to be hopping around on one foot with no money and no- No more credit, sir. House rules. Darn it. Hey, I have a lot of money back on Earth. I just did an arms deal with the Denebians. They're planning to invade Earth and subdue it. So they pay top dollar. I said no more credit. That is final. Ooh, now you sound like Trollump for crying out loud. I was programmed by Trollump to do everything. He programmed me to call you a loser when you lose or when he finds it profitable to belittle you. I'm not a loser. Wait, I know. I'm a partial owner in a starship, the Free Enterprise. It's worth a fortune, and it's jam-packed with deadly weapons that you can sell to your neighbors. A starship, you say? Very well, place your bet, please. Hooray! Okay, let me see. I need a number. A number, number, number. Um, last Wednesday was St. Reagan's Day. Divide that by the number of Merv warheads on a Titan II missile, and you get, um, seven. It's six, you idiot. Dad, what are you doing here? What do you think, Pearl? I beamed down here with your sorry ass, 
Now back away from that souped-up slot machine and come with me. No, I don't want to go in yet. It's not fair. All my friends get to stay out and gamble and drink beer until two in the morning. I like beer, Ned. Don't go out caving on me, Pearl. I don't have the patience. Yeah, do as he says, Mr. Pearl, or you'll get a big horseshoe tattoo like the one that Colborn got. Now he's showing it to his maker. But I'm about to win it all back. Watch me. Play seven. And we have a loser, loser. The house wins again. You should have picked six. Oh no, was six the winning number? It is for the house and for Trelump. He just happens to like six better than seven today. Pay up, 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 pay up. I'm wiped out, ruined. Shut up, Pearl. You freaking gambled away the free enterprise again, didn't you? Didn't you? No, Ned. I mean, yes. I mean, just my part of it. You don't own part of it, fool. You may spend most of your time in the galley, but that doesn't mean it belongs to you. Hey, this could have happened to anyone. Hey, he's right. It's happening to me right now. I just lost a 40% share in the Starfleet Academy. Come on, lemons! Woohoo! Give me your phaser, Pagoto! Sure, but you don't have any hands! Just give it over, fool! I detect the presence of unactivated space weapon. I have calculated its trade-in value. Are you ready to place your bet? I sure am! Ned, you just destroyed a Cyber Deluxe five-armed bandit gambling machine. I owed it seven starships, four planets, and a quasar. You've saved me. I know we've never been friends or anything, but now all that has changed. Can I call you Nettie? You can call me Dick. I already call you that, and nothing has changed except now you owe me all that stuff. I want to see it all in my quarters before 1300 hours. What the hell? Do you know how much one of those gambling machines costs? They're priceless, that's how much. But that one just happened to be a loner from Sheldon Adelson's casino planet. So I'm not that put out. He sent it over here for me to try out on the killing floor. You know what? I didn't like it. It gave losers too much credit on things they didn't really own. Now that's my area of expertise. You losers really didn't think that thing was the source of my power, did you? I thought I'd take the chance. It seemed to be fundamentally corrupt enough. Well, let me let you in on a little secret. Well, it's not a secret, really. Everybody knows. I've got a huge brain. It figures out everything. It plays eight-dimensional chess, and it always wins because it figured out how to own the eight-dimensional chessboard. Ned, what were you thinking? Hey, Squire Chalump, is it too late to pledge my allegiance to you and to your fine and stable administration here? Of course not. Hey, everybody, 
Look at my terrific little neocon over here. Well, I think it's time to call it a night. Ned to Free Enterprise. Free Enterprise. Bailiff Michael Cohen speaking on behalf of Mr. Trelump. How can I misdirect your call? What the? Who the hell are you? Which bottle did Walsh crawl into? Ah, uh, yeah, well, uh, Mr. Welsh is indisposed at the moment. In other words, I stuffed him in the trash disposal. That's in disposal. You got that? And if you want the same, come right on up here. This isn't the dumbass gangster episode, Cohen. It's the dumbass spoiled little Lord Fauntleroy in space episode. So get the hell out of our make-believe spaceship. Nothing to it. Your make-believe star cruiser has been impounded by the Squire of Mar-a-Lagos. It's being held in payment for a gambling debt. Gulp! I wonder what he means, Ned. He means you're a stupid, inept, rotund asshat. And he's right. Where the hell is Willard and that bloated casino magnate with the train wreck hair? Where did they disappear to? Oh my god, Ned. There he is. Welcome to Mar-a-Lagos, gentlemen. You already said that back on page five, you senile old coot. And you were just boasting to us five minutes ago. What did you do with our captain? Did you show him something shiny? He's in the golden room where I keep all my silver. I'm testing him out to be ambassador to the planet Ledlam. They've got a lot of lead there. We can mine it and use it to make playground sets, jungle gyms, and shit like that. We can also make paint chips in all kinds of fantastic colors. Kids love chips. My administration has done all kinds of tests. The lead makes kids smarter. When they're grown-ups, they'll be smart enough to vote for me. You're freaking insane. Also, you stole the free enterprise. Trump, give it back. Nothing doing. It's a Trelump property now, Mr. Horse. Your funky here lost at fair and square. My boys are carving a big T on the front of the saucer section right now. We'll be beaming Russian prostitutes up there soon enough. We're preparing them for outer space by making them drink a whole barrel full of Putin tang. It's a special kind of tang that, that Vladimir Putin makes. In case you're wondering. I know it would be hard to believe you. But Mr. Trelump cheated me, and he wouldn't even give me a chance to work off my gambling debts with consulting work. That's standard practice back on Earth, just as Paul Manafort. Shut up, Pearl! Trelump, you've got five minutes to return our ship and our captain. Well, our ship anyway, or I'll get the New Jersey Gaming Commission in here so fast, it'll make your hideous orange hair hat fall off. Sure, Mr. Horse, sure. Hey, have you ever been fitted for a racing harness? I'm a dressage horse, idiot. Didn't Willard tell you? There's no dressage horses on Mar-a-Lagos. Just race horses here. I've got good news for you. We've got an open lane in today's Daily Double. Ewick, 
Dwan Jr., tell the flunkies to take him to the paddock and get him ready for the race. Oh, and bring me another Putin tank. Get your hands off me, you thug! Mecca, you too! You can grease your thug! Post time is in five minutes. Place your bets, gentlemen. Fifty squat loads are Ned to win. I mean to show. There's no such thing as squat loads or squat loads for that matter. Can't gaze. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Trump Downs. Place your bets, please. Place your bets. Today's competitors are not taking their places. And it looks like, yes, it looks like there's a big dressage horse at the end of the line. He's doing a sort of obscene canter and he appears to be flipping me off. Eat this! None have a few of these! There's a disturbance on the track, ladies and gentlemen. It's the dressage horse again. This time he's putting some kind of space death grip on his trainer. Mr. Trollump will not be pleased with this display. Gosh, I hope he settles down. I'm counting on him to get back some of my losses. Hey, where's Doc Coburn? Did he ever recover from that traumatic brain injury? He's fine. I put him on our riverboat casino, the SS Jeb Stewart, and gave him a stack of chips. I think I also made him attorney general. Don't worry, he's qualified. He swore never to recuse himself, and he's not a freaking leprechaun. And the captain? Where is he? Romney likes no-stakes bingo, so that's what he's been doing. Bingo. Loser. Did somebody say bingo? Was it me? <laughs> and bingo was his name. It's post time, ladies and gentlemen. You can't force Mr. Ned to run in a derby. It'll tear him apart. On the inside, he likes sombreros and the occasional baseball hat. Gentlemen, start your horses. Here comes the starting pistol. And they're off. Except one, the dressage horse. He's squatting down in the lotus position. Now he's doing the yogic swan? Hey, Mr. Horse, you're supposed to run like hell. Says who? I run for nobody. I don't care how bold they are. <laughs> I think it was Mr. Trollump that was talking to you, Ned. Sure sounded like him. I suppose it could have been his one-time publicist, John Miller. Miller, where the hell have you been? Yup, such some scober! I haven't got my corner of insults in yet! Well, I was up in the counting house, viewing confiscated alien currency. But then Mrs. Trelump invited me into the parlor for some food meats. Squire Trelump showed up and began talking about the celebrities he knows. Turns out he knows Meatloaf. I wonder if he knows anyone named after a dessert. 
Wingding. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. He wanted me to put my head in a noose, which I think was his way of inviting me to join his administration. Get back in that race, horse. I order you. I'm afraid now I've got two bosses. It's like having a second rectum, except with less real hair. I order you. I order you. No, there. Doesn't still taste as sweet. Um, yeah, but I have this beautiful chocolate cake that I'm eating here. Hey, everybody, look up! Somebody put a gel on a couple studio lights and they're playing that woo-woo sound. This could be important. Ronald. Ronald. Oh, my. It's Vlad Putin and Mrs. Putin, I presume. They have become the most advanced sort of life forms. HMI spotlights. Ronald Trollump. It is I, Vladimir Putin. It is time to leave all this and come back to the Kremlin. No, no, you said I could have my own casino planet. This has gone far enough. You were supposed to send me my dividend check before the end of the month, and that was last Tuesday. You are supposed to keep the national security state on the American continent in a constant state of disarray. <laughs> Instead, you came here and made this planet. Time to come in now. But being president was boring. Besides, I left my incompetent and malicious secretaries and advisors in control of America. They're doing a phenomenal job. Everybody says so. This place is more fun. You always stop me when I'm having fun. You're disobedient and foolish. We've told you before. No, time to come in now, Trollump. But I don't want to come in and I won't. I'm a billionaire and I won't listen to you. You know you're not really a billionaire. That was all Kremlin money you've been using, Trollump. That's enough now. But why? I'm smart, and I have a huge brain. My uncle was an MIT professor. He proved that cows with big brains produce premium steaks that can give you a big brain. I sold those steaks as Trelum steaks. I sampled a lot of them. We said come along now, come along. But I haven't finished vilifying immigrants yet. If you cannot get your pets to take sanctions off your father's oligarch cronies business deals, then you can't have them at all. Oh, but I'm a winner, and I'm not sick of winning yet. It's all the dishonest media's fault. They're all against me. If you just let me get rid of them once and for all. They're beings, Trollop. <laughs> they have spirit. They're superior. <laughs> it's so hilarious. Well, except for Steve Ducey and Alex Jones and Sean Hannity and Judge Pirro and Brian Kilmeade and... Well, you see where I'm going with this. Can you hurry up and take him home? You're both acting like there's an audience out there somewhere who cares about this kind of shit. They just want to see spaceships and weird aliens getting blasted in the face by ray guns. Oh, but you said I could be like Reagan, a great leader with great hair. You promised. I never have any fun. Stop that nonsense at once. But our corrupt Russian banks won't allow you to launder any more of their money. 
and you won't be permitted to win any more bogus elections. Oh, but you saw, I was making money. I was winning. Honest. Neutralump. Neutralump, you can only win when we interfere on your behalf. That is how it works. Mrs. Putin, you have a horse face. 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 What the hell? What was he talking about? Why couldn't somebody make him disappear about five years ago? Or 70 years ago, for that matter? Captain Romney? President accounted for! <laughs> um, yes. Um, uh, um, Mr. Ned. Yeah, what the hell do you want? We regret that the life paths of yourself and your companions have been disturbed. Pretty much what happens to us in every freaking episode. I don't suppose you can make Romney disappear now. That would cap off the night pretty well. You must forgive our obese orange sock puppet. He always gets this way when we let him go down the escalator at Trelump Tower. We have withdrawn Michael Cohen and his thug squad from your star cruiser. Here's a Sitgo gift card. Go fill up the tank, no charge. <laughs> well, that's mighty Caucasian of you, Mr. Putin. And that's natural since you're from east of the Caucasus. <laughs> and how is Hanna-Barbera? Um, I have an important potato farm to visit in about nine hours, so I have to go. Sorry for the mix-up, schmucks. Oh, sorry. Did I say schmucks? I meant dignified space explorer men. <laughs> but... But what about my gambling debts? You can pay them in installments. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, is this pointless episode over yet? I was going to meet Vlad at the potato farm. He says there's a tractor I can pilot for him. I'm not proud. Who could be after two years on this show? Wait a minute, we're not quite through yet. Willard still has to tease out some moral out of this disaster. <laughs> I'd be delighted. I guess I'm kind of on the spot here. Let's see. Okay. Uh, oh, here's one. Uh, he could have had anything, but he wanted a slave. That one was already used by Lost in Space. Make up your own. Unless you want Irwin Allen waving an infringement of copyright lawsuit in your expressionless face. <laughs> Wouldn't want that. <laughs> Intellectual copyright laws have real biting teeth in them now. I learned that from Treasury Secretary Topcat. Or was that Steve Mnuchin? All I know is that he had a cartoonish grin and spoke like a beatnik. We're still waiting on you, idiot. Oh, yeah. Her life could have been as rich as any woman's. If only. If only. You've used that one before, stupido. I'll do it. <clears throat> because there were two of them, you know. They fought an invisible war that nobody could see. And in the end, they both died. The end. There. Now put that in your show and smoke it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Does it still taste as sweet? I order you. You've been beaten. But I'm not defeated. I order you. I order you. <laughs> Got splinters already. Swing low, swing low, sweet chariot. Coming for to carry me home. Swing low, sweet chariot. <laughs> Coming for to carry me home. Well, I looked out on Dorian and what did I see? It was coming for to carry me home. I saw a band of angels coming after me. They were coming for to carry me home. Swing low, swing low, sweet chair. Coming for to carry me Coming for to carry me Swing low, sweet chariot Coming for to carry me There we go. Swing low, sweet
Oh my goodness. Very, very strange and tired and strange. Extremely strange. Are you done fiddling knobs? You've been fiddling with I'm knobs. I'm fiddling with knobs. It'll never be perfect. It'll never be perfect. Never! <laughs> you can try. You can try. But others have. Perfect. Others have. Others have tried. Others have tried. Others have cried. Others, others have, have died. <laughs> And now I'm sighing. And now we've sighed. Now I'm sighing. Now I'm sighing. Now I'm sighing. I am sighing. <laughs> I am so. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes, it's the music of the spheres. The music of the spheres. It's the music of the spheres. Let the music of the spheres begin. <laughs> Let the music of the spheres begin. Let the music of the spheres. That's what I weird. Okay, well, here we are. It's November. When's the last time we were on? I think it's May. I think it's right. It's been since May. It's been since May. For Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, my God. Can't you get these stupid shows out any faster? <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's the Ned Trek thing. Yeah, it's, 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 it's writing the script, and then it's recording the script, well, and then it's editing the, the script. heard the stupid songs, and, you know. Yeah, we, so we, only work, we only work for two hours. Once a week, and it's usually not once a week. It's usually once every couple of weeks. And so it slows you down a bit, folks. <gasps> yes, I know. But we try to put as much time against it as we possibly many can. Many responsibilities. I've got too many responsibilities. The truth is, well, you've happens, got too many responsibilities. What happens is you, you grow up sometimes, people. Uh, it's no fun <laughs> to tell you about this, but I'm <laughs> a grown man. It's no fun to tell you about this. <laughs> How, how do you think I feel? I'm a man now. I'm a man. I'm a man and I've got responsibilities. <laughs> I've got responsibilities too. That's I've my... got responsibilities. Respons I've got responsibilities. responsibilities. I've got responsibilities. And the so very time consuming. So very time consuming. So very time consuming. So very time consuming. Yeah, it's terrible because, you know, I mean, Matt's got, he's like, he's like that guy with the dishes on the end of his stick. He's like that guy that rolls around in the Captain Pike chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm that guy. <laughs> beep, beep. Someday I will list all the things that I do, and you can all feel sorry for me. You can and all ham feel sorry for me. Too. And, <laughs> and ham and sausage too. And ham and sausage too. And ham. So what? What? What's new? <laughs> what's new with me? <laughs> or what's new with you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm working so much. I don't know what's new. I don't know what's new. I don't know. I don't know. We're not going to talk about the news. Who cares? There's about four million million podcasts you can listen to if you want to hear about the news. They talk about. We can talk about Trump for forty-seven thousand hours. Breaking news. Swing low. Swing low. Sweet. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's not go there again.
Please. <laughs> so what's up with the farm? What's new on the farm? Well, it's still stupid freaking regular hunting season, rifle season. Well, tell me about so that. What's that. What's that been like? I'm patrolling. I'm patrolling. It's terrible. <laughs> the place has been frozen in the ice. <laughs> Literally, it's been so frozen there because we got winter like four weeks early. And so it's been very difficult to yeah. get around. Where's your global warming? Yeah, it's because it's cold. So there's no such thing as global climate change because it's cold. <laughs> because it's cold in one section of the, of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, gag. Joe, I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but I know more than scientists do. <laughs> so I'm gonna make sure that we don't do anything. <laughs> well, that was that's basically it. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's we've summed up their argument pretty well. That's how things are today. And now let's go to Lindsey Graham. <laughs> <laughs> but now let's go to Kavanaugh. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay. You take this book, you bastard. You take this book, you bastard. We're making cracker jokes about a cracker. Well, you know, he freaking deserves it. Oh, God, I know. He's the worst kind of cracker. And he's proud of it, too. He's a hypocrite, Joe. If you look at his Twitter feed, his his Twitter uh, user photo, is his profile photo is him standing with Kavanaugh. (laughs) That's how much, that's how invested he is. Yeah, I know. That's his man love. That's his, I figured that. (laughs) Oh, I figured that, but he he was jealous of uh, like uh, what's her name? (laughs) He wanted Kevin on a mash on on him. Oh Jesus! (laughs) That's where it all stems. Well, he does have that coming. (laughs) He has everything you could throw at him coming, Joe. Everything in bad taste. I can't stand it. Well, they did take the Lord did take John McCain away from him. Yeah, the Lord saw fit. Yeah, he still has some of the John McCain. Uh, <clears throat> oh, de Cologne. Wow! Look, I just made a I just made a kazoo that you could plug into your computer. Oh, look at that! Yeah, it's a kazoo with a USB. I just port. stuffed a USB adapter into the. The base of the kazoo, and now you can you can plug it into the computer. It's it's like a cyber Joe, kazoo. I, I can't believe it, Joey. <laughs> I can plug this into the computer now and control the enterprise with a kazoo. <laughs> it's as simple as that. It could go forward, backward, slightly. <laughs> Follow reverse power. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and Ned wasn't. Our best effort, but Joe wrote it, so uh, half wrote it. I tried to fix it. That's that's why it took six months. It's because I took forever to write it. And then... Didn't have didn't have enough non sequiturs in there, so I had to add some. Well, we have to get Matt to add non sequiturs left and right, <laughs> mostly left. It hey. took me ages to mix it. Well, actually, it didn't take long to mix it. I mixed it. <laughs> Two nights. 
<laughs> just flying through that thing. <laughs> He's flying through it. I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to add some stupid music. <laughs> <laughs> well... He's got the cracker tracks off. See if you folks can pick out the lost in space music I put it in there. It's subtle. Copyright. copyright. It's subtle. Yes, copyright. Uh, I'm glad to say that Johnny Williams wrote some of the music for the Ned Trick show. Did he? Yeah. Indeed. John Williams is the famous. Johnny Williams. They're Johnny as he was known in the day. <laughs> What if Jackie Gleason sung the Lost in Space episode <laughs> which would have been in august when would they, that would have been in august yeah, yeah. so that was that how many years i don't know <laughs> oh, you're the one that's supposed to keep track of that i don't know oh, no. no no it can <laughs> go into you know the sad thing it's got is a that all, I, all i have to do it, all i have to do is look at our website and that would tell me how many years it's been well whoever does <laughs> because that. we we date all well, the who posts. wants to do that i don't know what who your, wants i don't to do know that? about your dating habits no. Look, I put like an S video cable into the gazoo now. I know Matt's building new technology using like adapters. Yes, so I, he's I've... like <laughs> he's putting together every adapter we have in our studio and turning it into a makeshift what we would have used as a mixer if we were <laughs> back, <laughs> like back in like nineteen eighty two. When we when we were I using know. the Marlboro stacks. How do we get we actually had how do we get two vocal Two vocals and <laughs> and like three instruments into two tracks of. <laughs> we actually had a PA a speaker, recording. PA system that had speakers that were called Marlboro speakers, and that it wasn't because they were smoking. Look over in the corner. Yeah, I know you yeah. still have them, but you, you like replaced the speakers, the original speakers. You I put a JBL speaker in. One and we're it's like sitting in this room is like looking back into history. We have the Sirwin Vegas, which we also got in the early '80s. Yes, or, that was our orbiting. That was our first Vega. halfway serious PA, and our last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, I <laughs> what happened to the Shore speakers? He sold those. Sold right? them. Yeah. The yeah. Shore stacks. They were terrible. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah, you couldn't get any like gain out of them at all. It was oh, very bad. It just sounded uh, bad. We were the king's bed. Oh, yeah. We had terrible PA equipment. It was terrible. Everything we did was wrong. Anyone who heard us in those days would know this. <laughs> Luckily, nobody did. It sounded, yeah. It sounded like we were coming through twin kazoos. <laughs> the kazoo. I like the kazoo suction of your band, Joe. 
The Joe Perry Group. <laughs> the Joe Perry Group. This one's billed as the Joe Perry Group. Nothing on the applause. Is Lilo's footprint still on that speaker? Yes, I think so. Oh, yeah, there it is. Lil uh, Lil. One of our kitty cats. Yeah, she's back one in the of day. Kitties from back. A little paw print. Years ago. She left a paw print on a muddy paw print on the Sarah and Vegas yeah, speaker. And it's, and it's still, still there. there. That's amazing. Yeah. Lil Lil. She was a calico kitty. She was very fine. When Kathy Burke came over and said, Your cat wants to come in. <laughs> that was how we got Lil Lil. She was just some stray cat that was sitting yeah. on the porch. Well, she was your cat. Just <laughs> we didn't forward know in yet. time a little we bit. Yeah. Your cat <laughs> wants to come in. And that's my impression of our neighbors. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And now. And now. So what, uh, what kind of music would you like to play today? Oh, I forgot about that part of the show. There's a part of the show <laughs> where we play music. The part of the show that we play music. <laughs> I would like to hear some music about outer space. Outer space music. Do we have any songs that mention or take place in outer space, Joe? I think uh, we second do. Then, I would also like to hear some music that references the vastness of outer space. The vastness of outer space. Uh, incidentally, I don't talk like that. That is an exaggerated <laughs> way of speaking, which I have never done. <laughs> <laughs> what people who imitate me <laughs> do this. People who imitate me without first listening closely and studying my diction and my vast vocabulary and my mannerisms and... Granted, uh, there are some idiosyncrasies, I admit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Are you laughing at me? <laughs> are you laughing at me? <laughs> I'll handle this, girl. Are you laughing at me, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it when people laugh at me. I don't like it when people laugh at me, Joey. <laughs> Indeed. That's a blast from the past, Joe. That's a blast from the, the past. Do you know that our, our uh, Christmas album is almost 40 well, it's, well, it's years 19 old. years old. Oh, my God. It's 19 years yeah, old. Yeah, and some of the songs are older than that. <laughs> I think it's... Yeah, we put it out in 2000, right? So that'd be 18 years old. Since we recorded it. It might have been, yeah. yeah. We should probably, this is probably yeah, our Christmas special, isn't it? <laughs> no, <we don't> <laughs> this is the go. lamest Christmas special ever. Yeah, I know. We had nothing to do with Christmas. That's okay. We'll do a late Christmas special in January. We'll do a special Boxing Day Christmas oh, special. We'll, we'll do a some, New Year's special. Some lame ass thing. We'll do we'll some it, kind of like a New Year's celebration. We'll call it Christmas. Yes. <laughs> We're going to take the songs we already recorded and just put a Christmas reference into them. Just say Christmas. Christmas. Christmas is here. I want.
wondered where it was I looked all over for it, yeah Christmas is over here I thought I saw it here Christmas is over here I thought I saw it in the back door But it wasn't that at all It was a piece of chalk Hey, where are you going with a Happy Christmas! <laughs> oh yo! Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas. We're cheap! Oh yo! Happy, Happy Christmas! We're it's cheap! cheap. <laughs> it's Happy Christmas! Cheap. It's cheap! <laughs> Happy Christmas! Oh yo! In Germany! <laughs> In Germany! <laughs> Somehow Germany came into this. What the hell? Why not? Why not? They could change it to Austria, I guess. Why not, indeed? Why not, indeed? Why not? Why not? Why not? Do we have any um, songs that we didn't play from the original 2,000 years to Christmas? We have a few kind of outtake songs. We had three that we didn't include on the final album. And there were two more. Two more than the three? Yeah, but they didn't even make it that far. It's like we just like oh. started them and <laughs> Are you telling me what the names of the songs in Chimp Talk? Because <laughs> I don't understand that. Ooh. And here's and here's the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you it's it funny that you said that because it was a tri- chi- it was a chi- 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 <laughs> it was a chi- it was a Christmas it, chi- <laughs> it was a Christmas song that we originally had background vocals doing chimp voices for no one knows why. Uh, wow, which one was that? It was oh yeah, it was uh oh yeah. It was up north. Yeah, it was up north. Yeah. We, we we practiced it and we blew our voices out practicing it. So when in the final recording, well, we, we have the we have the uh, uh, the arc rock version of that too. Yeah, I know. Somewhere, I'm I suppose we could play that. Yeah, can we play the earlier one with us doing the chimp it. noises? I think I got it. Well, Joel Ooh. put one. Of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just going. <laughs> no I think I've got that. I'm not sure. I did a whole archive project last year. Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah, last. Uh, oh, you did. Last, I think, summer. Yeah. Oh, you did, did you? Oh, so you did. Oh, so you did. Oh, you're a leprechaun, aren't you? Oh, I seem to remember. A place in September. <laughs> <sighs> I can see if I can find it. <laughs> 
Okay. And if I find it, I'll put it right here. Sounded different than I remember. Well, that's not a Christmas song. John, that's not a Christmas song. Oh, damn it. Well, it's another Christmas song. Let's see. Uh, well, we played J- Jaguar many times. We so played Merry Christmas, Jane. The, uh, Did we ever play the live uh, version? What the, what the hell is the name of that one? The one with uh, you Jeremy. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Blah, 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 Quantum blah, blah, Christmas. Yeah, Quantum Christmas, that one. I have it somewhere. He's going to play it now, but we're supposed to play the, the recorded version. Not us noodling. Not us noodling. I'm just so trying to that. remember. And. If I can find it. Okay. Okay. Let's see if it's here. You can decorate your home Tis the season to give in To the sentimental avalanche I can recommend a tree From my highlands in the south Where the roots are holding rock bases together You can celebrate success with his undigestible meal As the western world has ever seen I can spend that day alone In my self-imposed exile With my witness 
I think we played on the show before, which on one? The podcast before, Dark Christmas. Dark, Dark Christmas. Dark. Yeah, that's right. Christmas. Dark Christmas. Yeah, that came out. Uh, that wasn't too bad. It was okay. Well, we didn't want to use it though because it sounded a bit squirrely to us at the time. And it was squirrely, but <laughs> that's. What, I listened to it and I thought, wow, that's kind of what we used to sound like, though. So. Yeah. We kind of deserve to have that played. That's <laughs> truth. There's and, a bit of truth. And as such, there. you deserve to hear it. <laughs> there was truth in it. There's so, truth. So maybe we'll put that in here. And here it goes. Die Christmas.
You're still French. <laughs> yeah, sorry to to everyone from in France. <laughs> yes, sorry to everyone in France. Terrible. Sorry to everyone in Germany. <laughs> sorry to everyone German accent. in south of the Mason-Dixon line. Sorry to... Ach, but I'm not apologizing. Sorry to everyone in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever that accent's or supposed to be. Scotland or... It's kind Wales of a... It's... it's Somewhere. It's a Welsh accent by way of Mr. Scott, who did the worst Scottish accent in the world. Yes. So figured that aping him to do a Welsh accent... Oh, he was Canadian. Makes strange he? sense. He was Canadian. He was Canadian. The Canadian blues. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian blues. The Canadian blues. I understand in the vegetable, in the vegetable. I'd like to find some vegetables, putting vegetables in the slaw. Um. Yes. So, congratulations to all who have won things this year. Did you win anything? It's <laughs> a case of the plague. I'm just checking to see if you're being no, self-congratulatory. I didn't win anything. Congratulations to everyone who won something this year. Yes, congratulations to everyone who won things this year who is listening yes. to this. There's probably no one. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of elections. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about elections. <laughs> yeah. forgot about those. I oh, was yeah. Of winning prizes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like special clocks and you know, oh, yeah. little gold, yeah, little, little golden gold doodads. Gold keys and little golden yes. Budinsky things. Little tchotchkes. <laughs> little church. Special tchotchkes. Special tchotchmuckies. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. I don't know. Special trash monkeys. <laughs> no. I doesn't get any better than this. Last year. That's I the won. problem. It I doesn't won, get any I better. I won than something this. last year. Last oh. year was my year for winning things. What did you win? Uh, some recognition from the Daughters of the Confederacy. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. A <laughs> uh, conservation award from. For the daughters of the Confederacy, because they really <laughs> care about conservation. 
No, it wasn't that group. It was some other group. I forgot their name, but it reminded me of the Daughters the, of the American Revolution. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. The D-A-R or D-A-R. Yeah. D-A-R. D-A-R. Now we'll make fun of them on the podcast. No. They can't take it away. They can't. <laughs> yes, Matt received an award. They gave me a medal. So I, I can like literally walk around with a medal now. He's been decorated. Yes, I was decorated. I was more last, last Christmas. Did I wear it? I think I did. Didn't I, I don't even I think I did. I think I wore my medals. <laughs> I like had one medal from that and another medal that Deb gave me for the Falcon Project. <laughs> so I've got two medals. Because I was then saying you've got that, that I was saying for that. <laughs> yeah, like Gorka. Yeah. <laughs> well, my father was a Nazi. My father was a Nazi. I mean, not a Nazi. He <laughs> was a Nazi synthesizer. He <laughs> wasn't one of those pajama boys. <laughs> He could he could synthesize any sound that a Nazi could make, <laughs> <laughs> like Sieg Heil. Sieg Heil. <laughs> Ding. It middies together with a Nazi synthesizer. He did the monster mash. <laughs> the monster mash. Here in some Nazi cash. <laughs> <laughs> the Seb Gorka theme. <laughs> Seb, indeed. Seb. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, that's weird. It's microwave distortion from my phone, probably. Distortion, probably. I told you to turn that phone off. Turn the phone off. Oh, look off. at the Aries. <gasps> Just seen a vision of loveliness. Yes, that's one of the falcons. One of the falcons. One of the beautiful falcons. Are they truly the fastest bird? <laughs> yes. Yes, when they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just me making fun of you for a minute. Yes, Joe, they're the fastest is that, birds on Is that Earth. how you handle questions in the your talks? The fastest animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a, Mr. Perry, uh, they're the fastest bird that ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot! <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up, Pearl! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I should do. <laughs> Just treat yes everybody to like the Pearl. Yes, they're the fastest freaking birds. <laughs> what do you think? Well, they died for Jesus. called a stoop. Stupid. <laughs> it is called a stoop. They dive at over 200 miles an hour. <laughs> but their cruising lateral speed is more like <laughs> 65. And that's without a wind. But they can also do incredible stunts. Just cruising, they go faster than the fastest land animal. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think cheetahs or can run fast. like 72 or something. As fast. Or maybe that's Steve Austin. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then they got to flap their wings once in a while to go faster. Yeah. 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 Look. It's a Boyd, see? It's a Boyd who cares what it does. It's a stupid Boyd. It's fast, okay? That's that's what I do in my presentations, Joe. It's who fast, cares get it? what it does. It's another <laughs> picture of a stupid, no good Boyd. It's a Boyd <coughs> that lives in a nest, see? The it's way up nest. the side of a building, see? The naked nest. The nest. <laughs> 
Sorry. It's way upside of a building, C. It's way upside of a building, C. Yeah. Well, that's how you would, if we lived in the 40s, that's how you'd talk about it. Yeah, right. We'd be like, every, every time, hey, Mac, what's with the boy? <laughs> hey, Mac. <laughs> we we call each other Mac. <laughs> hey, Mac, how's the boy? Hey, Mac, the boy is fine. They live on the side of a building, okay? <laughs> hey, the building's tall as anything. Yeah, I wouldn't give you two bits for it. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's fair. I'm wise, I'm wise. <laughs> oh, wise guy, eh? <laughs> ah, wise guy, eh? Ah, yada. <laughs> Why, yeah, yada. <laughs> and this guy came over and stepped on my face. <laughs> That's what you get for being unfair. Well, we wandered a bit. <laughs> yes. So, uh, do we have another Christmas song? Fool. <laughs> Fool. Fool is We've an got Egyptian a whole... dish consisting of beans. Indeed. We've got a whole... Well, we have it on the best authority. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the former head a scientist. A world-class scientist told NASA. me that. Yes. Um, <laughs> taught us that. We learn from the best. <laughs> Hello, Walid. Hope you're well. Indeed. Indeed. Now, um, we have many Christmas songs. Oh, God. And I will choose one and insert it. Yeah, okay. Insert it.
Insert. <laughs> Insert Christmas here. Okay, do we have anything else to say? We can start wrapping this up. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, we can do that. Uh, so anyway, thanks for joining us we've, today. We've really enjoyed thanks for joining us today. Too. We've really enjoyed sharing thanks your for company. Joining us, sharing your company again. I barely had a part in oh. this week's episode. Matter of fact, I didn't have a part at all. That's okay. You, I don't have a part at all. You can do your show. I hope it sounds awful. Yeah,